0: Tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs, a podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bot mitzvah celebration, offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're gonna dig this. And here they are, your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike
1: Langzer. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It is episode 18 of Mastering Mitzvahs, our weekly podcast. Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner, the crew from Explosive Entertainment, and we're happy to bring this week's episode to you. And uh, we got a pretty cool topic this week. Uh, I think, uh, you know, after uh, going into every single weekend and rocking out these events, these high-end mitzvahs, it's time that we speak about the 2019 Adolescent, The 13-year-old, the primary guest at these parties. Mike, what do you think? I think this
0: is going to be a tough episode to keep censored.
1: Yes, we're going to try our best. We're definitely going to try our best. You know what? There's so many cool things that, that come along with this topic because, you know, I think now more than ever, the uh, the, the typical, well, not the typical, but the barn bot Bat Mitzvah party goer, these 13-year-old kids, these 12-year-old kids, even 11-year-old kids that come out to these events as guests, they're more... In front of pop culture and social media and adult trends more in front of their face now than has ever been before.
0: Well, well yeah, but let, let's go backwards just a couple
1: steps and say,
0: you really have to, we we have to know who, who we're entertaining for before we get
1: there. Correct. You know, no, And we always say that, knowing your audience are, is huge. Are they huge. theater
0: kids? Right. Are they bookworms? Are they, you know... Athletes. Athletes, yeah. You know, are they, you know, cocky? I mean, we... we and some of it is demographically and you know, I, I hate to call out certain towns and I don't think we should in this podcast, but No, but you know, when we go
1: to certain areas there's that, yeah. certain
0: towns or certain areas that the kids are a little bit more aggressive, a little Absolutely. bit more free spirited with their choice of words. Correct.
1: And they're gonna they're gonna try to push the envelope a little bit, they're gonna see how much they can get away with, you know, as as far as us, when we when we show up, in addition to, you know, being the cool factor for the event and making the event have life, we're also the judge, jury, the Executioners, so to speak, as far as the guidance and the keeping, you know, keeping the inmates, you know, kind of yeah, corralled, yeah. you know. So, so let,
0: let's actually also preface that we're both Jewish. One hundred. Uh, you grew up in Manalpin, I grew up in Marlboro. We both went to dozens and dozens and dozens of mitzvahs.
1: And we're not only the Jewish, manger. but these these are two towns in our area that are that are of the um, more, I guess, I think, create uh, some of the more creative, so to speak, you know, uh-huh. know towns that really want to think outside the box and, and push that envelope. Right. Too. So. I remember all the parties I went to. I remember the things I used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you know, back then things have changed. You know, we used to make memory glasses. You remember them?
1: Hiding in the bathroom, man, with the wax and, and you putting not, all the wax in the glasses. Melting crayons. With, that's with, it.
0: You know, but but was that the worst thing that we did? I mean, we sat there. We were playing with lighters and matchbooks. At I think
1: the time. we tried to at some points we would try to walk to Soda King up the road or something like that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like that was pretty much the 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 extent of it. I'll never forget one party that I was a guest and was on the Spirit in New York, mm-hmm.
0: and we thought we were badass 13-year-olds using plates like frisbees, throwing them over the boat. Right. And then when we realized we could get away with that and nobody would catch us, we started tossing tables and chairs. Right? I mean, okay. that, that
1: was us being badass 13-year-olds. So And I feel like to a certain extent, you know, the, the kid, the adolescent of today, kind of rides that, uh, that sort of coattail in certain instances. But also, again, like I said in the beginning of the cast, you know, Being in front of, you know, a social media feed that has Kim Kardashian's new makeup and Kanye West's hottest new sneaker out and, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, pop culture uh, trends that are going on and, and what's cool in, you know, fashion and sports and who got traded here and this playoff game's going on over there. There's so much entertainment in front of these kids at the palm of their hand, which rests in their cell phone, that they're seeing it all.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it's tough. It really is tough. So I, I think the goal of today's podcast is for
0: listeners to understand what we go through as entertainers. Correct. Um, and how we combat some of the very difficult situations that we run into, but we never, this is actually the first time we're shedding light on it. We don't yeah. go to the parents and say, you know, can you believe that the kids did this?
1: Right. You know? Right. Um, and, and I think it's also big too for, for you guys too as listeners, uh, you know, parents to also realize that when you're creating these events, you know, us as the entertainment company, we have nothing but the most uh, positive uh, way of wanting to showcase your hard work, time, and effort in developing this entire event, you know. So something as simple as starting off with, with decor, you know. These kids immediately run into the room from cocktail hour and, you know, they'll see a balloon centerpiece. That balloon centerpiece is, you know, they're, maybe they're trying to pop it, you right. know, something like that. Like these, the, the hard-earned, you know, creativity well, I, that went I, the, into it. The perfect
0: it. example is that is when the guests uh, guest use uh, baseballs or basketballs right? as centerpieces and then the kids start using it and playing with it. It becomes
1: a three-on-three basketball game, you know, with with the the you know the centerpieces that cost you guys, you know, three hundred fifty dollars, four hundred four hundred dollars a centerpiece. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so
0: at Explosive Entertainment, one of the first things that we preach is that cocktail hour is the most important part of a party. It's our goal to break the ice with the kids and get them to psych- psychologically
1: actually trust us. Correct. You it, know, that's the make or break time.
0: If if we have their trust, then. We could get the kids to react the way that we need. But if we don't have their trust, and that's why cocktail hour is so important. And, and even for the clients who are like, I don't need dancers, I just need a good MC. Right. You know, uh, Chris Porter said this years ago, and he said, You know, as an MC, I can only reach so far. The dancers are an extension to my arms. You know, they don't necessarily have to be dancers, but it, it was so well said. He's like, The dancers help me reach around the party. And during yeah. cocktail hour, the dancers will break that ice, get the to. Earn the kids' respect, and then it allows us to manage the affair much better.
1: Right, it's a hundred percent. You know, um, hitting it on the head there. I mean, I think that uh, you know, right from the get, being able, like you said, to earn the the kids' trust is is huge because you know, being able to take that trust factor and have it carry over into the event. It's just going to make the introductions better, the dance set's more electric, the, the prize-giving cooler. And that's when, you know, the family and the adults come back and say, oh, my God, these kids were so electric. They danced, they rocked out. And that's because we put in the work during cocktail hour. Yeah, straight up. So so let's talk about some of the things we've
0: seen recently. I, oh I mean man. I'm, I'm going to start. Alphabetically? <laughs> I'll start as a DJ. Yes. I'm behind the scenes. I don't deal with the kids all that much, you know, other than them coming over and making requests. Request, right. Um But I can't tell you how many times things have been thrown across the room at my head. Mm -hmm. You know, they think it's funny. You know, the boys in the back of the room, Mm -hmm. and I can never see who they are because they're all short and buried into the crowd. Right. But there's, you know, glow sticks and blinky
1: rings and things being pegged at my head sometimes. No, it's it's crazy. And I think that it used to be simple little things, you know. Maybe a, a group of kids wouldn't stay quiet during cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. Or you know they're uh, they're acting out a little bit uh, outside the room. There's a group of boys that you know keep going to the bathroom. That right. that nowadays in 2019, man, that's a walk in the park. I would take that yeah. any day of the week. In I, fact, they're quiet during during end because they're on their phones. Right, right. I mean, I'll take at this point. You know, like I mean, I had just very very recently at an event. Um, you know, I had to go over to a, a group of young men, young boys that were you know. 13-year-old testosterone's running, you know, they're they're they got a bunch of girls they're trying to, you know, impress that are both guests at the party, and then they're trying to kind of kick it to our dancers a little bit. So I'm going over there to kind of corral that, and I gotta almost talk to them on the level that they're they're talking back. If if I felt like, and, and I feel like if you go over and baby them or if they feel like they're they're being treated as a child they're not gonna respond to that at all. So within reason, you know, talking to them as a little bit more of a young adult and letting them know that, hey, listen, this is somebody's special day. Somebody's worked super hard for this, like trying to convey that and then having to put that through, I feel like a couple things happened, whereas I might've, you know, it might've hit home with, with the guys, but you know, maybe they got embarrassed a little bit. But from that, I actually had the kids actually plotting to try to trip me coming across the dance floor. I'd be walking across the dance floor or running there and they'd kind of jump in front of me and stick their foot out a little bit and then like literally trying to like inflict pain on me. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. So like it's crazy, man, just to see where it's kind of gone. And and guys, if you know, if you're listening at home and, and, and you know, we hope hope that you guys are really paying attention to this this podcast extra special. Um, this is in no way, shape or form a stab or a dig at anybody personally. It just kind of letting you know where where today's adolescent is going. And by all means, they're not bad kids at all. They're not. They're just, I think they're looking for a way to be seen or heard or social acceptance or being that guy. They love telling stories. They love being like, oh, did you see what this kid did? And, you know, raising the cool factor. It's just a really, really different time, man. It's just, everything's happening really, really fast. And these kids are just acting, you know, they're 13, but I I feel like they feel like they're going on 21 years old. I I
0: remember feeling inferior. Yeah, point in my life yeah like i could do no wrong and you know nobody was gonna stop me
1: i was shy man you couldn't pay me to talk to like people let alone women you know what i mean like girls like i was just such a introvert such an opposite of what i am now i was just I looking for hard to believe i know most people do but it's the truth man like i and, and mainly because i knew that if my mother heard one inkling of me doing any of this she would end my life. Oh, That's yeah. it. That's just... I mean, my mom is a hard-nosed Jewish woman from Sheepside Bay, Brooklyn, that didn't take shit. Pardon my French. I so, was terrified of her. <laughs> so so let's go down a list of, of
0: things that we've seen. You know, yeah. I mean, I, kids trying to drink at parties, eh, not too common, but a little bit of the older kids. Like yes. The 13-year-olds, not so much, but the, the 15, 16-year-olds, uh-huh. we see it. And, and often we see the parents... Like it's okay, I'm here. I'm driving them home. Like, right. It's not okay. Right. It's really not. Right. Absolutely. Um, that, that's a big one. You know, when when they you know last week we talked about bits of a mom who got a little too over the top at our party. Uh-huh. But yeah, you know, we've seen it where the sixteen year old is in the bathroom.
1: Right. That's not cool. Right. And uh, I mean, like the the music, let alone that these kids are listening to, is tough enough as it is. I mean, all that ratchet hip hop and the really hard hip hop music that we talk about these kids salivate and they wait for it and just screaming the worst words you've ever heard, no matter how much we censor it or how much we kind of, you know, work our way around like the actual version of the song to give an edited version. Those kids are screaming those words. They know them. They're yelling them at the top of their lungs. And, you know, we always get the green light from the parents to play these styles of music because it's what the kids want. But it sometimes turns into like a less formal and a less put-together styled event for a couple of minutes because, you know, the the, the genre and the, and the wording of these songs is just so over-the-top, you know? It, it really is just bringing a completely different uh, element to the event. So,
0: you know, you talked about the music that they listened to. The, yeah. very, the very first time I did Silent Disco, the whole idea was that the parents didn't <laughs> want to hear the hip-hop music. So we had an all-time that, you know, dinner was going to be served, right. the adults, they get to listen to jazz, like... This was, you know, a great party in Princeton. They wanted nice, classy. Put the head- headphones on the kids, let them listen to hip hop. And what I didn't think, oh man, they were screaming at the top of their lungs all the curse words to the song. Which is even
1: worse in silence cuz there's no yeah, music silence. to back it up. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I as a DJ, I had to
0: go over to the table, you know, with the mom and dad. And I said, "I got to apologize. I promise you, I'm playing the clean edits. I know you can't hear it. Right. They hear it." But man, they're singing every dirty word. No,
1: and Mikey, this is also a reason why we stress so much, and for everybody listening at home, this is why always make sure with your entertainment company as a takeaway that you know the the company that you that you select is employing adults. You know what I mean? Like all of our, we preach that all of our entertainers are over the age of twenty years old, and that's huge because there there is that gap to where you know these kids can do look at us as adults, and we can perform and narrate and you know kind of you know tell a story for this event as an adult there's no you know gray areas like oh my god we're kind of kiddish as well you know and i think that that's huge because being able to not only interpret and handle these situations as an adult because as you get older you know you kind of learn different tricks of the trade in this industry and the more you've been you know we call it behind the wheel time the more you've been out there and performing at these events you learn little tricks and and ways to kind of dodge bullets so to speak and work around stuff like i know that for a fact you know our female dancers sometimes in cocktail hour are approached by these 13 year old kids that are like i said testosterone driven and they they're looking for pretty girls and they're kind of putting, the, bo- the boys want to push it they, they wanna, do
0: they want to push they the do. limits
1: just a little bit 100% and uh and it's cool it's all it's all well and fun but you know having that adult adults uh you know talent to be able to defer the situation and kind of Dance around it is huge. Whereas somebody who's a little bit younger might take offense, or you know, might be like, "Oh my god, how or, could or you?" just don't
0: know how to handle it. Just don't know how I mean, to handle it. Yeah. A lot of our competitors hire sixteen and seventeen year old dancers who are pretty much the peers of the guests. Yep. You know, our dancers are mostly in their mid to later twenties. I mm-hmm. would say. You know, we've got some younger uh, dancers, but most are mid to later twenties, and they know how to handle it. They know. They know to, not get offended by it, not get you know upset, just shrug it off the shoulder but if the kids are a little too abrasive, right. they, they also know how to handle that, you know, and how do you give it back without really giving it back?
1: Correct. And and you know, that's the other big thing too is is knowing that you can get in there and hold your own with these kids. Believe it or not, that the kind of it's it, it it might sound weird to say, but it earns their respect a little bit too. You yeah. know what I mean? You're you're approaching the situations and not telling on them, not Saying, "Hey, you can't do that," almost like a you know an authoritative figure would. Right. You know what I mean? But you're kind of accepting it, finding a way to like recycle it, spit it back at them in a professional way, but make it cool. Maybe make a joke out of it. You know, be able to have a laugh. You know what I mean? And and I think they appreciate that overall. I'm gonna go back to my catering days,
0: and every once in a while in this podcast, I refer back to the fact that I worked as a catering manager. But I always remember good DJs in the catering world, kept the kids uh, ca- uh, captivated. And they uh-huh. were they were just intrigued and they were busy and they weren't causing problems. Bad DJs are the clients that, you know, maybe it's not a bad DJ, just a DJ set up for a bad situation. Like right. when a client says, I just need a DJ. I right. don't need an MC. I don't need dancers. There's no way one guy behind a booth can control that type of party. But in those situations, that's where, you know, the kids are running around the facility, breaking mm-hmm. things. You know, in the bathroom, in groups, doing what well, God knows what. Right. Um, if, you know, th- this is a statement for the clients listening, know your kids, know what they're into. If they're going to dance, hire a high-energy dance com. you know, DJ-based dance company right. that will keep these kids motivated. If you know no matter what you do they're not going to dance, then that's where the air hockey and foosball and ping-pongs yeah. and all these things come in handy. Keep them intrigued. Keep them busy.
1: Or even a, a creative company that can that can create interactive activities, you know, mm-hmm. and come up with, you know, cool prizes and fun games and stuff that is a, maybe a take on what's going on in the world today, but being able to kind of deconstruct it and break it down based on, you know, that guest of honor's personality and the things that the kids are going to be into.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's... The Says it all right there, uh, but these kids aren't all bad kids. I mean, they're, they're not
1: bad kids at and I don't, all. I don't think there are any of them are, are bad, so no. to speak. They're just, you know, it's a really, really tough age. Being, I remember, you know, being obviously us both being Jewish and, and going through our stint of not only you know going to bar, bar mitzvahs, but myself. I know you didn't have one, but I had a bar mitzvah. You know what I mean? So, like, I know that when you're up there and you're doing that, you want nothing more than to be perceived as cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And whatever cool means to to you and to your to your culture, of, of your, your circle of friends, you just want to be viewed as the man or viewed as the woman for the day. And whatever that's going to... However you're going to achieve that, you know what I mean? That That's really how you want to be viewed. So I know that, to a certain extent, it wasn't as, I think, uh, wide open. I couldn't, at, at the push of a button, see what was going on in South Africa if I wanted to. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. But it was still a similar playing field to where you want to come off looking like a superhero you know what i mean and, and however you could do that or make that happen you're gonna try to go for it you know so you know let, let, let's bounce back to uh
0: to music for just a second mm-hmm. and, and earning the respect of the kids you know i'll tell you clearly you know i don't like hip-hop right i don't, I don't like playing it i don't like it at all uh-huh. but i play it proudly at these parties to earn the respect of the kids right and i try to do it when the kids first walk in the room before the adults come in because they'll be like all right cool this DJ's got it. Right. You know, if I'm playing Drake and Migos and you know they they like all right this this guy's got it. You know, as opposed to if I walk in the room and just start playing uh, you know pop hits that were right. cool 10 years ago. Cuz that's what I'll play to kind of win over the adults, you Correct. know? Like, that's where like the Bloodlines and the Kesha and you know Rihanna's pinks. You know when the when the adults walk in, you win them over with generic stuff, but you first have to win over the kids. And Prove to them that you've got it,
1: and and that's that's so true. And and just to kind of take that uh, recipe and piggyback it over to an MC talent or a dancer. That's why I myself and we encourage our crew to walk in with you know the hottest pair of Yeezys, you know, to cocktail hour. And and for those of you guys who don't know, Yeezy is a shoe. It's a sneaker made by Kanye West. You know what I mean? Um, with cool fashion labels. So like, I had you know this past weekend. We had a young man's bar mitzvah. His theme was the Bengals. This is Cincinnati Bengals. So that means that everybody was orange, white, and black. So there's a, a very, very popular clothing line out there called Off White. Off White bases their entire line off of those colors. So when I walked in in Off White shoes and changed into an Off White t shirt, all of a sudden those boys during cocktail hour were like, oh my God, like this is so sick. Like that MC who looks a little bit older. He's got it, like he's
0: on it. So, message to the DJs who are listening: right, the bow tie, cummerbund, vest kind of thing, it's done, done,
1: done, 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 done. over and done with. Especially for barnback mitzvahs,
0: nobody's gonna take you seriously at these mitzvahs if you have that generic look that you could wear at any party, right? Customize your look
1: per party. Correct. And, and don't get it twisted. You know, like there's a time and a place for a sport coat and, and dress slacks, but you know, I could easily put a sport coat over that off-white T-shirt or maybe it's an off-white hoodie. You know what I mean? Like, make it cool. Have, have a little bit of, uh, of you know, I guess, street, street culture to it, pop culture. You know, uh, GQ actually does a whole uh, feature every single month on street style, and that's exactly right. what it is. It's finding a cool way to enter a boardroom you know, if you were going to go give, like, a billion-dollar presentation but have a little bit of swag to it. So, you know, that's kind of where we're, we're trying to pull our looks from.
0: That, that makes good sense. And, you know, it, it helps in a planning meeting to talk to the family. What are you guys wearing? Yep. You know, if you know that dad's wearing, you know, a blazer and no tie, then, you know, you've got a little bit more leeway. You Play know? off
1: that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, these uh, the, these traits and, uh, and, again, I think it all dials back to, you know social media and uh, and these kids having their finger on the pulse 24/7 of what is big, what's trending, what's going on, and it's and it's everything from you know uh, movies to sports to uh, games to video games to you know makeup. Uh, whatever you know anything that's going on that's a trending factor in the world something that's big i mean like you see these memes that are out now these the, the the salt guy meme and like you know uh the the meme with uh you know the uh the angry cat you know the cat that just has the resting face but he looks like he's you know super angry like these internet overnight successes are what's powering the world today and these kids are talking about it they're dialed in on it they know what's up so i mean like it's not even to the point where you can, you almost got to dig deeper. It's not just knowing the score from the Yankee game last night anymore. You know, that's like, that's easy.
0: So, so let's let's twist this in the last couple of minutes of this yes. podcast. And I'm throwing this out there to see if we can figure out some answers. But, you know, our goal here is to give tips and tricks to clients. What tips and tricks can we pull out of this? You know, to, number one, I, I would say, make sure you hire a company that can identify with the kids.
1: That is, that is probably the biggest, uh, Trait and the biggest, I, I think, uh, takeaway from that. That's huge. Okay. That's groundbreaking right there. Definitely having a company that's relatable to what's going on now in today's society with these kids is gigantic.
0: I, I feel like sometimes on these podcasts we get off in a little rant, so I want to I pull it back together, you know. But our rant was very valid. Huge. So, so all right, so hire a company that gets it, yep. that, that can relate.
1: Uh, what other tips and tricks you have? Uh, I think also maybe just, like you said before, knowing maybe what the kids are capable of. You know, if you know that, you know, your son or daughter who are great kids, but, you know, if they like to, you know, get a little ratty with the boys or, you know, maybe they roughhouse a little. Maybe, you know, they're, they, you know... Talk, uh, you know, in a little bit more of like a slang type of, you know, they're not using real words. They're using, you know, you know, uh, hashtags, or they're like, oh man, that, that party was so lit, or you know, everything was fire, you know, like they're using trending topics. Just know that that they're on top of it. They they know what's going on right now. So just so, know so, your kid. So
0: are you saying then that the party should be more trending? Also, should the, the if the family's um, uh, design of the event. Is more trending and lit, yeah. Then the kids would relate a little they would bit. They totally about. relate.
1: So I mean, like if you're if you're going into your event instead of maybe having, you know, if you're into you know fashion instead, or like maybe he's into shoes instead of having the Footlocker colors with you know a black and white referee thing, maybe take the extra step and you know make the the it supreme or Bape or you know these these huge hip hop you know and and iconic. You know, uh, colorways and, and 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 patterns. Maybe going the extra step to find something that's really super trending, like the Louis Vuitton print everywhere. You know what I mean? Like something like that, that's a little more chic, a little bit more high end. Mm-hmm. You know, you could push it a little bit. So I, I'm gonna say, book the right venue, then
0: that can mirror handle, that. Yeah, handle it. Yeah, play with like that. But I'm gonna ask you. You know, bar mitzvah bouncers. We see it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the venue provides you know a security person. Sometimes it's a the venue requires you to hire a bar bouncer. Right. There's a company out there that does this.
1: Do you have a feeling on this, one way or another? Uh, you know what? I like it. I just think that these these the the security should maybe show up, like they're involved in a little bit more of a, a younger atmosphere. Maybe like not that you want to come off like you're bouncing at a bar or a nightclub, but well, maybe a short sleeve t-shirt if you got tattoos out, you know, instead I'm of, like, the three-button I'm, cummerbund I'm, I'm, I'm
0: behind the DJ booth, so right. I, I can't say I've seen these bouncers do much of anything, but you, <laughs> do do they do anything? Do they help at all?
1: They they definitely do, um, especially if you want to, like, keep, you know, kids in one area and out of another. They're definitely that extra pair of eyes and hands and, and a huge, huge help. I just think that they're viewed as almost like a high school principal.
0: Okay. You
1: know what I mean? To where it's like, oh, you know, like, don't, don't, so, don't go over there. So I,
0: I would say then, you know, if a venue is looking for a bar mitzvah bouncer or yes. a client has to hire, hire somebody that's relatable. Correct. Okay. Uh, so, so you know, you, you said showing tattoos and, and, you know, maybe that's taking a little extreme. A but, little
1: bit, but somebody that can, that can but relate relatable. to the kids. Yeah. So, so, so in 2019. It's almost
0: like an extension to a dancer. Yes. A guy that, you know, he's there to serve a security purpose, but he's not going to dance. Now, right. That being said, we have a firm stance here that, you know, we're not security. Like we've, we've been asked, can we provide security either at parties or chaperones on buses, and we won't do that right. as a company.
1: And as a liability, I don't think we should be. Right, right, right. Um,
0: any other tips or tricks for families?
1: Um, I think that you know, just being able to identify that a 2019 adolescent, either male or female, um, is trying to act older. They are they're they're trying to obviously they're 13, 12 13 years old but they're you know I think when they look back on it when they actually are older they're like man I should have just enjoyed that right. that when I was 13 you know like and and you know like you always try to act a little bit older than you are you know well what you know I mean? it, so,
0: it, I know there's there's two types of clients out there there's the right. client that involves the teen mm-hmm. and the teen sometimes calls all the shots
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then there's the client that teen is no sane right the teen just shows up and hey this is my party and Mom and dad planned it, right? So you know, know your child. Uh, Yeah, and and, let your child be proud to be part of it if they want to be part of it. Absolutely, but don't don't force them. Don't make this. You know, sometimes it's like a chore. Like the kids, like, oh, my parents are making me do this. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm.
1: And also, too, I think that, and not that it's anybody being naive, but I'm going to use that word. Um, You know, don't I wouldn't be naive to the world. And what's going on and the things that that are really in front of these kids on the day-to-day, whether it's at at school, whether it's at you know an extracurricular, whether it's you know, I mean, you see things like perfect example, dancing with the stars juniors. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have a Dancing with the Stars event, these amazing ballroom dancers, they're in gorgeous, sexy costumes, and they made another TV show based on children yeah. they're kids dude they're like top shelf junior yeah or they're 7-8 years old top chef yeah, yeah. they're 7-8 years old in the same sexy costumes doing the All same right. sexy ballroom dances it's almost like the world's asking these kids to grow up so fast yeah you know so like if you can not be naive, I don't I hate that word, but is there another word for that? Like, not be naive to it? Know that it's going no, on? just ex- accept and embrace it. 100%. And, and, and tastefully do it within your own culture, of your family, of your party. Mm-hmm. And I think it will go so much further because not only will your son or daughter and, and the kids appreciate that, like, oh, man. Okay,
0: okay, I, I got you, Jordan. So you're with me, right? So a
1: couple days ago, mm-hmm. I had a
0: client whose conversation was, he said, I don't want any of that disgusting hip-hop music right. played at the party. right. And my response back was, I'm with you, I'd rather not play it, but I think you're doing your party disjustice. Mm-hmm. Meaning, the kids aren't going to respect us if we're not playing what they want. The kids are going to get bored, so let's filter a couple in. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, I don't like it, I'd rather not play it, but it's the way to earning their hearts. Yeah. It's the way to earning their trust. Yep. So, embrace it. Yeah, you know, that's what it comes down to.
1: Eighty billion percent. Wow. You know what I mean?
0: Not saying you have to play dirty versions. is nope. Not saying, you know, that you need to be vulgar or you could
1: foul. You can even stay... Listen, there's a billion of these songs going on right now. Stay away from them. But, yeah. you know, give them a couple. Like, if they want to hear Mo Bamba, you know, like, drop it. Right. You know what I mean? It's only two minutes. Two like, minutes. Some of these songs are only two
0: minutes. Two minutes of song is not going to destroy your party.
1: And a good entertainment company will find a way to steer clear of the, the very vulgar parts and the, the parts that, you, that, you know... They shouldn't be doing, you know what yeah. I mean. We'll get in and get out of the track. So
0: I, I think this podcast is making me think that our next one should be the 2019 adult. I like that. And the, and I the, like the, that the psychology of that. Well, there you
1: go, guys. Make sure you tune in next week. But uh, <laughs> I think this one was uh, this one was cool, man. Really, really cool because it is all about you know being real on these podcasts and, and letting our listeners know you know kind of what's going on out there. You know, as as a guest and as an adult, you know. You, you go out and you experience these events, and they're awesome, they're cool. And, and most of the time, you want the kids to have a great time, but you want them out of your hair. Yeah. Guess whose hair they're in? Mine, not Mike's. But, you know, they're in, that's just because he doesn't have any, really, and I have all of it. But we want to make sure that not only do these kids have a great time, that they are seen on a platform at, to be even more of a rock star than they are, and to leave saying, you know what, that was cool. That entertainment company, man, explosive, they got it, dude. Like, they know. You know what's cool, what's awesome, and what and how to make it all tasteful all in one. You know, awesome.
0: So let's call this a wrap. Episode eighteen, mastering mitzvahs. Find us online. We got our mastering mitzvahs Facebook group that we really need to start pushing some more. So if you're listening, make sure you join that group. Ask us questions. That's an open forum for clients, for uh, you know people planning parties. Uh, follow us on all social media channels. Yep, and uh, make sure you share and tune in to this podcast every week.
1: Yep, guys, and thank you so much. We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, enjoy your weekend, and we will catch you guys with more Mastering Mitzvahs next week.